Kind of fun to uh, see what all you can get done. Twelve minutes. Some topics you could go on for a whole podcast, but it's in a way it's kind of a good way to. Should this be a whole podcast? Yeah, you know, if enough people ask about more information, we'll just go ahead and make it into a podcast. Or it's a good way to like with the six arc stuff. It was just new people. Yeah. Like, oh, I'd, I'd love to hear more. Like, oh, turns out we have one. <laughs> well, you know, like the six arc, that can be three, four podcasts. It's going to be. Yeah. Like, there's so much. On, yeah, we it? have barely even scratched the surface. Yeah. And, you know, new rifles are going to come out. And, yep. Like I said, we've just, we uh, we also want to <clears throat> spin it out because I like to be really thorough with data and all that stuff. Because yeah. I, I don't want, you know, if I, if I'm, I can just give out like general generalities and velocities, but if I'm like, if a new powder comes out and I ain't got to test it, like something that could possibly bring out more velocity. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to listen to comments like, Oh, you know, so before we release any more, I've just got more data to obtain before yeah. we actually need to get, which, you know, surely one of them's going to burn up eventually. Uh, as far as rifle, so I can be like, this is what my actual round count was. You know? <laughs> yeah, I've, we're still waiting to burn one out. Yeah, We haven't burnt one out either. Uh, we have been playing with the 22 arc here. We got a little bit of early data on it. 16-inch um, mm-hmm. barrel doing like 3,200 with 55s. Yeah. So not going to be – I think it's going to be make a really good little varmint round. But That's what uh, – man, there's a lot of people playing with it now, yep. 22 arc, which – I'm all for it. 17 arc. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> 20 arc. 20 arc would be pretty legit with some. I, I want someone to pick up that projectile and start making some new shit with it. I've been hoping someone would release like a 70 something green hunting bullet. Yeah. Like a 70 V Max or a 70 ELDX for like the 22 Creed. Yeah. Like. Come on. Something a little bit more hardy. Yeah. Come on, Nosler. Come on, Hardy. Like, yeah. Let's do this. Is the, the match bullets, like, you get to lots where it's like, that's not, they don't open. Yeah. You know, and so um, that's one of the problems that we've seen with the 22 Creed is just, you know, 80s, get a lot of 80s and they'll kill everything at bullet touches. Mm-hmm. Next lot, <clears throat> good luck. Yeah. You know, uh, it kills it, but it doesn't kill it, kill it. Like, right. it, it's still moving running like we get some pass throughs on dogs and stuff like that runners on dogs but so i've kind of went into that 55 on the on for coyotes and surprisingly like like we were talking on the phone like smacking uh, pigs yeah. with it yeah so that was i was like okay like this this works right so just start hammering hogs yeah um it, they should just take their 68 green belt tail on the point put a tip on it yeah problem solved <laughs> Are you are you good? Good. Yeah, y'all are good. So, we have Eric and Drew from Sergeant of Arms. At where are y'all out of Fort Worth? Fort Worth. You now, what do y'all technically do? So we uh, build precision custom ARs. Mm-hmm. Um, the company started as a long range AR company. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been had a thing for accurate accurate guns. Period. If it's not accurate, I don't want it. Yeah. Um, you know, when I started, everybody's like, oh, ARs can't be accurate. Well, why can't they? Yeah. And this is when I kind of found the 6.5 Grendel and started playing with it. And 
started building a company off of it just as a side job. Uh, I had a full-time job working at railroad and stuff like that. And then eventually it turned into a full blown thing. Um, started getting into the AR 10 side and playing with a lot of calibers that people are like, Oh, this won't work in the AR. Mm -hmm. So first one was a six by 47 Lapua, um, built PRS rig for it. And just kind of started going down that rabbit hole and, you know, designing reamers to better work in ARs versus the, you know, because bolt gun reamers don't always work real well in ARs. Yeah. Uh, they need a little bit more forgiveness on some stuff. And so, you know, now we do 22 GT, 6 GT. I mean, pretty much anything out there will do, especially if it has long range capabilities or hunting capabilities. Right. Uh, you know, we've always been in like the deer and pig world, but here in the last probably two years, we kind of got into the varmint side. Mm -hmm. um, a couple guys out of North Carolina we were building guns for, you know, they started like, they were big time varmint hunters and uh, hunt the Eastern and hunt the Carolina classic and stuff like that. And they were like, Hey man, you know, we, we want to see this or this. And then, you know, they were taking our marksman line, which is our flagship rifle that we use for PRS and long range shooting and making tweaks to it to fit hunters better. Yeah. And finally I was like, why don't we just make a gun for y'all? Yeah. And so kind of went down that rabbit hole of doing that and, you know, taking their input and having them field tested and stuff like that and came out with the Apex Predator line, which is basically the same thing as Marksman, but kind of more geared toward hunters. Uh, we got a couple things that we're working on right now. We got testing that's going to be a little bit more geared towards the Predator hunters and stuff like that coming soon. Um, hopefully be releasing those probably mid-year. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the Arca handguard that I designed three years ago or so, that's been that that also kicked us into the predator world like yeah designed it for the prs side and you know but predator hunters just absolutely fell in love with it yeah and we've sold a bunch of those in both the ar-15 and ar-10 platform yeah so that's been a big kick big deal for us is just those i mean they fly off the shelf every time we can't keep them in stock yeah especially the ar-10 because we're the only one that does an ar-10 right now yeah so but you know, the 22 Creed, we've been playing with that a lot. The six arc, the six arc's been a killer for us. Yeah. And that's been, ever since that came out, we were playing with it a mm, couple months, I guess, probably per, before it was released. And, mm -hmm. and I was taking Grendel brass and had a Grendel die that I had machined down 30,000 so I could bump shoulders and neck yeah. it down. And we were playing with that and I got into shooting the light grain bullets and, you know, started off hunting deer with it. Just see yeah. what this will do, you know? And just was overly impressed by its performance and then started shooting coyotes and pigs and what, you know, Bobcat stuff like that and like testing different bullets. And, you know, like a lot of stuff that you talked about on your podcast is like, man, this thing's a killer. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's really outperforms what it should do. Yeah. Uh, you know, for an AR 15 cartridge, like it's up there with what you get out of some AR 10 stuff mm -hmm. uh, as far as terminal ballistics and speed. So been real impressed with that thing. Um, I just switched to the 22 Creed to play with myself. Uh, I'd been running arc for two and a half years as far as a hunting gun and 22 Creed liking it, um, shooting some 55s out of it. So but that thing's been doing real well for us too. Yeah. So what did you, what did you, what'd you get your start into messing with manufacturing? Um, it, it was just kind of one of those ones I started playing with them and, started in a business and then just kind of started going down that rabbit hole of, okay, well now I have a business and I and like I said, it did it as a side job, just as a hobby to pay for my shooting habit. Yeah. And it turned into a full blown thing. And then just kind of evolution of a business, you know, yeah. like 
got my FFL to start building out, you know, to start selling full guns and stuff like that and start doing manufacturing and then met some really good people um, along the way. The They were smarter than I am. Um, I've got a really good guy that does a lot of R&D stuff for me. He's also taught me a lot of stuff about long range and ballistics and, um, you know, and then picked up guys along the way that, you know, either loved precision or knew it or wanted to learn it and just kind of started going down that and, you know, started specking stuff out, building things our way instead of just using the, what the industry at the time was yeah. offering, yeah. you know, and that's probably came on the last three years or so is where we really started like, well, if we tweak this, how will this fix this? And, yeah. you know, and, and trying to solve issues that we were seeing, um, not only on the AR 10 side, but the AR 15 side too, the AR 10, the bigger, you know, was bigger because, you're taking bullets and casings that are way different than the 308. And it's like, I need you to feed in this. Yeah. Uh, you know, the six by 47 was like I said, that was our first one that we really went down a rabbit hole on of, can we make this work? I don't yeah. know. You know, and it, and it worked fine. I mean, it worked really well, but then you start seeing manufacturer specs, tolerance stacks start playing up and it's like, well, that worked in this one. Why doesn't it work in this one? Yeah. And that's when we started noticing like, oh, there's <laughs> there's some problems here. There's some problems there. And mm -hmm. started kind of trying to get some tweaks made and stuff like that. So when did Drew come into the picture? Uh, almost three years ago. Uh, over three years ago. Yeah. Is it over three years now? Recognize. No, it'll, <laughs> no, it'll be three years in August. You came out here in August of 2020. Uh, so I knew Drew. Uh, he was working for another company. Uh, that I know the owner and stuff like that. And we became good friends and he, uh, he went back home and kind of middle of COVID we were talking and BS and he's I'm like, man, I, I need some help. <laughs> yeah. And so he moved back out to Texas and, and, you know, he was helping run the office and stuff like that. And then when we got into our new place and opened up the Saracote booth, he's like, I can Saracote. Like, All right, cool. So he jumped, knee deep into that and just started going crazy on some stuff and doing some really cool stuff. Like a lot of freehand camo jobs and yeah, you know, um, taking pictures of, from customers like, Hey, this is where I hunt at. Okay, cool. I'll make a gun. It makes, and it works. Right. Like, like, um, so it's been, he's been doing that and kind of been my right hand for a long time. Um, so quick, funny story that I think is funny. Uh, the way I actually, <laughs> the way I met Eric, uh, I was working in the industry. I started off as an apprentice. I left the oil field cause I was burnt out, wanted to find something that made my heart beat a little harder. So I get into guns, uh, working out there for a few years and we end up coming up here to do gun shows. That was how I met Eric. They served together the Marines. Uh, but we go out to the range with Eric for the first time. And that really opened my eyes. Cause at that time, uh, the AR-15 wasn't built for performance beyond just shoot fast and never go click. Always mm -hmm. keep feeding. Uh, the 6.5 Grendel was kind of Eric's bread and butter at that point in time. Uh, within that company, it got no love because it didn't perform. It didn't have the, the uh, lethality that anybody wanted. There was just a bunch of talking points about why the Grendel was a dying cartridge. And then we go out and for the very first time in my life, I got to shoot beyond 200 yards, never did any precision stuff. It was all self-defense type shooting. That was my background. Uh, and then come out here and within half of a mag, Eric's got me at over a thousand yards on an 18 inch Grendel. And I'm doing this while I'm sitting next to the guy I work for. And he's just kind of like, that thing's a piece of shit, man. Like, I, I don't know what you think you're doing. And 
he's he's struggling, struggling. He can't break 700 yards with his Remington 700 while Eric's calling wind for him, while Eric's watching everything. And that was what opened my eyes to the fact that so much of this industry just has blinders on. Yeah. Everybody wants to take the easy answer which is that doesn't exist because it can't because it's not here now so somebody smarter than me didn't figure it out uh and in the first day on the range with eric i kind of realized this dude's looking at everything a lot different than anybody i have any experience with because he's not here for dollars he's here for testing and development yeah. and yeah. that was what i was about I, I don't care what exists let's play games yeah uh so he's he's real big in the the it doesn't exist yet, but we're going to play with it game. Yeah. Uh, the six arc, we were we were shooting it, you know, before anybody else because he knew that this thing's going to be a contender based off of all the data that he'd acquired. That was kind of the time that I was coming out here was as the arc was about to be released. Uh, but I came out to work with Eric literally just to do office work. Uh, I knew how all that stuff goes, but it didn't take very long before, you know, the company had grown and grown and grown and grown and grown and were taking on hands and bodies and trying to grow as quick as we can. Uh, but I, I, I have to give Eric his credit where it's due. I mean, this dude isn't, he doesn't give a crap what everybody else is talking about. If it, if his experience is different, he's just going to stay in his lane and keep working. And it doesn't really matter what the rest of the world's saying. Cause he's, he sees something sometimes that I don't, I don't, uh, 22 Creed would be the first example that I can come off, come up with off the top of my head. Uh, when the guys in North Carolina, they were the ones calling for it. And I'm like, it, it's, it's a non-starter for me. And he's saying, well, I got guys out here that are saying it's not. So yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm an office goon at this point. So I'm just like, if you want to mess around with it, by all means, please do. I'd love to see what it's going to do. But you know, it, I just didn't see how it's going to perform like the bigger creeds. Um, right. And then I'm, I've eaten that all those words. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really funny. You come from that, uh, you know, that tactical or self-defense part of the industry. And you think like, okay, this is the forefront of development. And you're like, oh, those hunters don't know what they're doing. They're, uh, they like, um, you know, they're, they're just stuck in their old ways. And then you realize like a lot of the cartridge development, a lot of the new thinking is kind of on that edge. Because mm -hmm. yeah. they're trying, they have a practical application to maximize that performance. Predator hunters. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> no, and, they, I, and they'll spend the money. Yeah. That's the. That was one thing that they, I never, I wasn't a predator hunter. You know, I was a deer hunter. I hunted pigs, you know, a bigger game. Mm -hmm. And. Now, granted, if I like, if I was on a deer hunt and saw a coyote, it turned into a coyote hunt real yeah. quick. Um, but never really looked at the predator side until met those guys out in North Carolina, and it's like, okay, there is something here. And mm -hmm. then they got me predator hunting, and like that was a full blown addiction. Yeah. Um, that my wife probably got angry with me last year because I hunted so much. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it's it's wild at what the predator hunter a predator hunting world can drive if people yeah. listen. Yeah. And I see, you know, people talking about, man, you know, I wish this company would do this. I wish, you know, no one wants to pay attention to us. And you and I talked about this on the phone. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, people don't, but mm -hmm. they don't, what they don't realize is like, there's a bunch of people that play this game. Yeah. And there's a bunch of people that spend a ton of money in this game. Yes. And, and you know, if the, industry as a whole would start paying attention especially on the ammo side the ammo side is yeah. the biggest one you know if they'd start paying more attention to the predator side i think they'd be better off and it would help all of us you know because yeah. i mean how, you're on the six arc page how many people are screaming for 58 55 <laughs> <laughs> well you daily know, yeah daily uh, lots of them 
you know, and and that's the thing is like, but no one wants to play with it besides small ammo manufacturers like yourself. Like no one, you know, none of the big boys are like, you know what? I think we need to make a 58 V yeah. max. No, know? they're just, they're focused. They're hyper focused on the, uh, the overwhelming majority, which is two, two, three, and nine mil. Let's just make a shitload of that. Yeah. Where it, it's like the 2250 this season. They, we didn't yeah. get no brass, but meanwhile, I literally get messages daily. 2250, 2250, same thing with the six arc. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I know on a grand scale of things, y'all got your 30 out six and all that bullshit to manufacture. But like, Hey, these people who are screaming for these calibers, they shoot a shitload. Yeah. This isn't a one box of season kind of person. This is a case case. Some of them, maybe multiple cases, but oh, yeah. at least a case a season, yep. you know, but you know, that's neither here nor there, I guess. But I think as it pertains to like, especially AR 15s getting better, companies such as yourself, suppressors being more widely adopted by predator hunters, the newer cartridge is going to start making people look towards AR 15s. Yeah. Whereas normally they wouldn't. And it really thermals, and all that stuff, particularly thermals, getting yep. cheaper, more affordable. People are going to start reaching for AR-15s. They're going to start reaching for those calibers. It's just going to. It just it's it's like you said. It's sad that it takes the 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 big industry so long to catch on. Like what we're over here screaming, like, hey, yeah. I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, if I had a hundred thousand pieces of brass tomorrow of six arc, I could sell all of it probably yeah. within a week. Oh, easy, pretty easily. Yeah, because I mean. When we did that short run of the 70 grinders for DNA, sold out like that. And just going off of the people who knew, because it was no secret, we loaded for them. Just going off the people who wanted more, I kept a, a tally of like, you know, they would just message me, hey, I want a thousand rounds. Hey, I want this. Hey, I want that. Not the people who were just like, hey, you have me that six arc available. Yeah. Just the people that are saying numbers. That next day, I could have sold 70,000 rounds, but I hadn't. Just off those people were like, I'll buy it right now. They didn't even ask for a price. Just, I'll buy it right now. And I'm just like, oh, I severely undershot this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, because, well, I mean, I didn't, you know, we were still kind of getting into the more we, AR, AR-15. We were still in our, as far as launching this as a company, you had been doing your R&D yeah. for years. The year COVID happened was like the year we were doing it. Yeah. And so we had that. We were going to do like the, you know, just in time inventory, you know, yes. do it like yep. that. And of course, low overhead. We finally get everything, get everything squared away, get our FFL. And it's like, nope. As soon as the website launches, sell out, can't get shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, the business plan is terrible. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, it, you know, in, it in Hornady's defense, you know, releasing that in June of 2020, like everybody's like, oh, there's no ammo for this. There's no ammo for this. Man, it kind of got released at the worst time possible yeah. for a new cartridge to be released. Mm-hmm. You know, brass was hard to get. You know, they got, there wasn't a ton of guns on the market at that point in time. So Mm-mm. they're sitting there like, well, do we allocate components to the 308, the 65 yeah. Creed, the stuff that we know has been selling? Yeah. And that's what they did. Oh, yeah. Well, now it's starting to change. You're yeah. starting to see more arc. I think, you know, they they're talking about releasing an arc brass uh, for actual reloading this year. Yeah, uh, Peterson's relo- you know, is going to be releasing it soon. Um, Alpha's talking about it. As I say, there's rumors. I keep, of I keep Alpha. bugging them. Yeah, there's rumors I'm of like, Alpha. What's the number? Just give me a number. Yeah, I, we're we're, I, in a, we're in a position where if, if somebody would actually put up brass, we would 
order. Just give us the number. Ungodly amounts. Yeah. Just, like, just say it. Well, yeah, we'll uh, pay for the first run, basically. Yeah. I, mean. yeah. I don't I don't even care what you just as long as it's good brass. I, I mean again, it, where I messed up was I I I do a lot of things well back not as much nowadays, but back then definitely on Wade's the Wade's conservative side. and a tight ass, is what he's trying to say. So you know, and it's me, I'm like, order it all. Order <laughs> all of it. So as a six arc, I'm just like, I don't know. Like looking at the numbers, I feel like this is gonna get highly adopted by the predator hunt community. Plus two twenty four just kind of failed. Yes. So yeah. Little and, uh, there. I was like, oh, I don't know. So I got like X, just a few thousand and, uh, for development. And then I ordered like, I think I ordered like three or 4,000 more just for this initial stocking order gone. Now I'm just like, oh, fail. I think, you know, <laughs> luckily I don't think COVID's going to slow them down that much because I, I feel like I talk more people out of getting a six arc than I do. Cause I'll just, <laughs> people will be messaging me and they're like, what kind of arc should I build? I'm like, what are you going to use it for? Just like range shooting. Like, well, how far are you going to shoot a hundred yards? I'm like, yeah, don't, that's don't get a six arc. It's get a two two three. Exactly, <laughs> it's cheap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't buy the ammo that we need. You know, <laughs> so you can oh. mag dump it. And that's but. the great thing about the arc is it's so versatile. Yeah, I mean, this past season, you know, during deer season, I'd have a thermal on it for like Friday night, and then go get get done night hunt, coyote hunting, and pig hunting, and go back to the shop, rip it off, throw my day scope on. Mm-hmm. Next morning, I'm deer hunting. Yeah, and then I'm taking the day scope back off, throwing the night scope back on, you know, and playing that game all weekend long, yeah. and just wearing animals out, like, you know. So that's really and, and never overkill on either one. Yeah. You know, you can do that with a lot of guns, but yeah. what I'm like, and like, just shot that coyote with 143 grain ELDX or you know 130. It's like a eh, little on the overkill yeah. on that, which I mean, dead's dead on a coyote no matter yeah. what, but it's a lot of money. Yeah, uh, where yeah. the little fifty-five grain, like those are cheap to reload. Yeah, um, so point would, your point your mic towards you more. Is that better? Yes. Get it in your mouth. <laughs> Put it in your mouth. <laughs> um, it, it's funny, yeah, because we, I mean, we just had one of the arcs that we built. Uh, somebody took it out and shot yeah. a wildebeest with it with a one really hundred eight grain ELDMs. Yeah, smoked it. I and the only reason why they didn't have our ammos is because I'm I'm still playing with our what our hunting larger offering is going to be. That one yes. three ELDX is nasty on anim- bigger animals. I just don't, I've never liked ELDXs. Now maybe I need to go back cause I haven't tested them in a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. Back when I was testing them, I just, especially in like something like the arc that was going to be on the lower end of velocity. Yeah. Which we also shoot further out here. That could be a lot of the problem. I just didn't, I don't, I don't like, Anything that pin helps through anything. And when we originally tested them, which again, this, when I first started testing them, this has been almost five years ago. That's what a lot of that was, what was getting, especially 200 yards and beyond. It was getting a lot of just whizzing right through. Now on certain game, that'd be ideal. Yeah. But it, like white tail and pigs and stuff, I just was not impressed with it whatsoever. I know at 412 yards, the 103 ELDX does not pinhole. Interesting. I dropped a white tail bucket. 412 is what I ranged him at. And I mean, hammered him to like, he, st- he was where he stood when I shot him. Yeah. And just, I mean, I'm running a 20 inch with a seven twist 30 or 27, 30, 27, 40, you know, yeah. it's, it's with lever. So yeah, it kind of depends on what temperature of the day is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I mean, just 
Well, like, maybe we need to take a look back at it again. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I, and I've shot a, like the 90 grain EODX and a 103 EODX. I've shot a lot of deer and pigs with it and have been very, very successful and very impressed with the terminal ballistics of yeah. both rounds. Because especially every whitetail, I gut it. You know, I don't do yeah. the, you know, a lot of guys will just skin them and pull the meat off. Yeah. I gut them because I want to see what yeah. the insides yeah. look like. You know, how is the terminal ballistics on it? And yeah been very impressed with the, both the odx's and the i will say that the i forgot about this the 90 grain odx i ran on a 14.5 last summer i killed several hundred pigs with it yeah but i never as pig i never because I, I figure they'll come out with 90 grain odx which i mean there's nothing wrong with loading the same offerings they do just loading it better i mean yeah. it's but I, I try to i don't know i try to uh, just try not to use straight up do the same thing they do but i did i did have uh which i never shot a deer with the 90 grain ld actually saw pigs no. I, I was i swapped over to the 105 burger vldh this season for deer and deer and pigs have you tried the burger hybrid 105 i don't know i have to look at my notes it's i've tried it, a lot of shit it does the burger <laughs> hybrid does pretty well on pigs and deer mm-hmm. um i've shot a couple pigs with it and it's been very pretty happy with the way you have performed but the the ninety grain ELDX is like if a, if a guy wanted that one bullet that they can shoot deer, pigs, coyotes. Now they can't care about about fur friendly with this, but the ninety grain ELDX. Um, I've had the ninety grain ELDX put coyotes down well over two hundred yards. Um, done great on deer, great on pigs. Where the one hundred three ELDX about one hundred and seventy five. That's not going to open up on a dog. Yeah. Um, it just just kind of pinholes yeah. through. I've had runners yeah. with that. Um, now, if you shoulder shoot them, it'll right. work fine. But, right. it, you know, if you don't shoulder shoot them, they're, they're going to run. Yeah. They'll, they'll die eventually, but they're, yeah. they're not dropping when their tracks where that 90 grainer hammers them. Now, it puts yeah. a big old hole in the other side. Yeah. Um, but if you don't care about fur, like, I mean, we're in Texas, like, I don't care about fur. Right. One thing I care about is wait for contests. Yeah. But, no. The only thing, the only time I care about furs with a bobcat, and if I know I'm going to be shooting bobcats, I won't even carry. Eh, I mean, I've shot some with that 58 grain V Max of the 14.5, mm-hmm. and it's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, but typically I'll carry something in 224, like 53 grain V Max, stuff like that. But yeah, I've had good success with the 58 and the 55 nozzle ballistic tip on bobcats. Um, I really like, well, that 14.5, I really liked 58, like how it performs. And actually, you know, I, you know, it's fourteen five, uh, so I'm like, this isn't going to be a long range, like three hundred yards. Well, just okay, because hey, I, that's long range for some people, yeah. <laughs> just because I carry it so much, I'm like, I go ahead and get some data for further ranges, and yeah, I've shot a lot out six hundred stuff, and it's it's actually pretty pretty fair performer. I mean, for what it is, we ran a twelve five to was it seven hundred Drew. Uh, that was the furthest we could take it, but it was yeah. so tight. We were oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, a little set. It was a seven twist, 12 five. We were shooting some, I, can't, I probably 107 SMKs right. or 105 yeah. burgers in it. And like that thing was hammering. Oh, yeah. On the, so what I, all I'll do is like during deer season, I'll run the 105s and then any other time I'll put, you know, 58s yeah. back in there. But on the 105s, a little 14 five, I've taken out 1200 yeah. pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. It's it's a fantastic little cartridge. Which whiskey you running that one? That's a seven and a half, isn't it? It's proof. No proof. Yeah. So yeah, seven yeah. and a half. I've that one, man. I just I've got a uh, as far as proof barrels, 
14, 5, 18, a 20, and then I've got a 16-inch bolt gun. All those ARs, especially the 20-inch, uh, all proof barrels uh, shoot you fantastic. Have a, you have a 16, though, too, right? Yeah, but it's just a steel barrel. It's not a proof barrel. Okay. Well, you have well, you did develop on James the 16. Yeah. yeah. So I've shot the gambit of them. Yeah. They all shoot really well. I will say this, and it may be, it may be more of how I put the rifle together. It's got the uh, Magpul light stock and the fatter pistol grip. The twenty inch freaking shoots just as good as some of my favorite bolt guns, you know. But the fourteen five, it's probably got. God dang, I had it wrote down the other day. I know it's got somewhere around like two thousand rounds done. It still shoots fantastic. Yeah, the fifty eights and the one hundred fives and. Which that fourteen five is what I I'll start, you know, low development, test through all the rifles, then I'll I'll go hunt with it with fourteen five. This is gonna be the the lowest end of velocity, so I can see what the bullet's gonna do. So that thing I've killed animals with fifty eights all the way up to hundred eights with it, with sixty fives, seventy fives, eighty sevens, like all the bullets. So it's been shot the most and that thing it, it shoots really well. I tried some 87 VMAXs on hogs. That didn't pan out as well. Really? No. <laughs> not not as good as the 55 nozzle ballistic tips did out of the 22. Right. Like, like, I mean, they were hitting them, but they were not nine right them? there. No. You know, uh, I think I told you this already on the phone. The craziest thing was, and I've tried all these different bullets, and uh, like the 58 grain VMAX wasn't a huge fan for pigs. But, but it, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, it's big. Yeah. <laughs> but, does it die yes yeah. cool uh the craziest thing was i was running the 65 grain bolt points from burger and i really wasn't anticipating seeing hogs this afternoon because we had shot about pretty hard out of the stand but i was just sitting in the stand uh watching deer hogs come in i was gonna mag full of these six five i'm like there's no way this shit's gonna kill them and uh it didn't matter where I shot him. It was killing him, which is, we're all talking. We're talking about a, a sounder of like the biggest one was probably 80 pounds yeah. on average, about 30 to 50. But it was, you know, I have a, a what I typically do is just headshot the first one. The rest of them, just get a shot on them. Go somewhere else so I don't have to deal with you. And uh, I look up and there's eight pigs laying around. I'm like, well, that didn't really pan out. <laughs> now I have to do something with all these things. Now I gotta go drag you off. But it was, as far as a coyote round, I really didn't care that much for it. But it's it's kind of the same because of the. I was also running a little bit slower powder, so it probably wasn't getting very good velocity. I don't remember the exact numbers. It's kind of the same thing happening with the uh, what you see with the nozzles sometimes. Yeah, if you're on the a certain side of velocity, the base is staying together really well with that one particular bullet. Yep. Which, I mean, it is a target target bullet, so the um, meat plant is very, very, very small. You know, it's it's not like a, say, a um, hordy 68-grain bullet to hollow point. The meat plant's pretty big on that one. Yeah. And especially when you ramp up the RPMs of velocity, that thing turns into a freaking grenade. Yeah. But on these, I, I, I they're really kind of pinholing on codes a little bit. I mean, if you got a chest shot full on, it'd kill them. But like on shoulder shots, sometimes it'd go through. And definitely, if you shot behind the shoulder. Yeah. But on pigs, apparently, it's just the magic. <laughs> you know, it, it worked surprisingly very well that day. I don't. Yeah, it's weird how you know different bullets. They're like, this isn't going to work. 
and it works perfect yeah. for something that you did not intend it to do. Yeah. And then, you know, you see some people like, well, this bullet didn't work for me. And you've got this guy over here who maybe he swears by it. Yeah. Because <laughs> his twist rate's different yeah. or, you know, he's running a different length barrel. He's got less muzzle velocity, more muzzle velocity, something in there. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people don't look at that of when they, you know, picking out the right bullet for their gun and their setup. Yes. You yes. know, it's like try to get that data of, well, how long's his barrel? Yeah. How long, what's this twist rate? Cause those two are going to change terminal ballistics drastically. Yes. Um, you know, give the more RPMs, the easier that bullet's typically going to be to open up, mm-hmm. um, expect, you know, and speed. So, mm-hmm. but if you're running too many RPMs, that may not be the best thing either. She gets crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I'm really surprised. Like out of my arc, you know, I know you and I talked about this. Yeah. It's like trying to stay under a certain RPM yeah. range. Well, I rechronoed it with a magneto speed. Um, I had a one of those radar. Won't mention the name, and I've almost shot that thing about five times because it aggravates the <laughs> crap out of me. Uh, doesn't like being shot. Doesn't like reading suppressed guns. Yes, and like third, almost thirty four hundred, like thirty three eighty with that with a fifty eight grain. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's ran the numbers. Like, oh, it's about three hundred forty eight thousand RPMs. Like. Surprised this hasn't like splashed or yeah, it hasn't. I mean, not, like I've never had a splash. What's on the single. closest shot y'all have taken on with it? Twenty thirty yards. Um, no splash whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Interesting. No, like you couldn't even tell we shot that dog. Yeah, like we all we just joked that. I mean, we always joke that we scared it to death. And what what twist rate is that? Seven. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, and that's what you know, being a long range shooter that's where we started at with this, with the arc is because the initial ammo coming out and, you know, what, like, you know, cause we're looking at it for a long range gun, yeah. uh, you know, a, a PRS trainer or like a precision gas gun, uh, like quantified performance or some of these other, uh, outlaw matches where mm-hmm. it's, it's all gas gun. Like this is, it's going to be a ticket. It's lightweight. And it's, yeah. you know, it's time matters in this type of stuff. This is going to be an awesome, t- awesome little setup. And it has been, I mean, we've done outstanding with it at matches, um, and the outlaw gas gun stuff. So we wanted that seven twist because, you know, you start playing with like negative DAs. Seven's the only thing that's going to st- stay fully stabilized and not loot, not bleed off BC on the one Oh five, the one Oh seven, one Oh eight type bullets. Um, yeah. You know, historically speaking, talking to predator hunters, that's a little much for the light grain stuff, but it, like, we have not seen it. Um, yeah. you know, I've got a guy in North Carolina that shoots a 22 inch seven twist and he hasn't had any problems and he's over 34. I mean, he's, he's gotta be over 30, 350,000 RPMs. Um, Interesting. So like he's been running it for, when did we build Tony's gun? Was it last year? Year and a half ago. Yeah. A year and a half. Yeah. It was a year and a half ago. He's had it for a while. And yeah. I mean, like he killed and he kills a bunch of, bunch of coyotes. I wonder, and, I wonder if they've changed maybe the. The lead on the inside, the some, something's going to be different. Yeah, as used to, especially with Vmax. Man, you just you had the you had to watch those RPMs after three hundred thousand because, which this was when I did initially did a lot of testing in jail on the RPMs, especially with the twenty two creed. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's five years ago now. I think I don't know. Any, anything I, I just tell people like it became the number anything over three hundred thousand, you better watch out like it's it's very 
depending upon the situation, I suppose. But yeah, I would just kind of to throw out a number: three hundred thousand. Better watch out. But it seems like, you know, especially with the data you're you're saying, uh, I guess we need to go back through and do a bunch, which we already plan to do a bunch of jail tests, anyways. It'd be interesting. They change shit all the time. Uh-huh. I wonder if they've just figured out something different. Maybe you know what I mean. And like the nozzle ballistic tips, I mean, like I'm sure those were a little faster. Not three grains yeah. is going to gain you a little bit of muzzle velocity, but not a ton. Right. It didn't. I mean, we killed a bunch of dogs with those last year. Um, I know that Tony's also ran some of the Barnes varmint grenades. I think they were. He's ran a bunch of those fast. I mean, he's cranked those things up pretty high. Uh, and still no splashes with varmint grenade. That's freaking interesting. We, yeah. That was one of the first. One of the first circumstances I seen splash where I was like, what the fuck yeah. was a varmint grenade out of a, might've been a 243 AI, but it was definitely a 243 longer barrel. And we were, it was a, I don't remember the twist, eight or nine. I don't remember. And we were stomping on pretty hard. And I literally watched Kyle get shot in the face twice. And then in the body three more times and still ran off. And I'm like, Better put them catch and release bullets up. Like we're trying to kill some shit. And he's like, and I was looking through the scope with the first two, first two headshots. Like it, it knocked him down. And I'm like, that was weird because I was like, I guess he had a lot of dust on his head because you just seen this like, and then we're just sitting there like almost high fiving. Yeah. And somebody stands up and I'm like, shoot that son of a bitch again <laughs> and you shot him right ahead again and it was literally just knocking whelps off that son of a bitch he got level four helmet on <laughs> uh that was some crazy shit i'm like whoa like i i had heard about this but never experienced firsthand and it wasn't like a week later i was in fox country running a uh rifle i should have been running for fox i was running a damn uh ruger precision <laughs> 223 <laughs> Which is when we were hunting out of racks. So yeah. I just wanted to shoot some bitch because it's fun. But I was running a, I want to say it was 50, 55 grain V Max, which I was stomping on it. Yeah. And that's a, I think that's a six and a half twist. Well, it should be a seven. Yeah. Unless you, unless you, it unless you rebarreled the, it. No. Okay. It should have came with factory seven. So, and it was a hand loads. And I was, again, it was probably, it was something I'm not even going to mention on velocity, but, uh, RPMs were up there. Yeah. And uh, I shot a fox like three, four times, and it was just knocking him over. He'd get up and run off, and I'm just like, whoa. And that's when I kind of got to wait. That's when I really started uh, started ordering some gel, started playing with different bullets at uh, super high RPMs and velocities to see what happens. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, you know, I've always heard, you know, that 350,000 is where you start popping bullets. Yeah. Nah, I've definitely ran bullets higher than 350,000 RPMs yeah. and not exploded a lot of bullets. Uh, I've never, there, I don't think there's only been, but one time I've seen bullets explode and it was a, it was a one in six twist, I believe 22 grade. Yeah. That, I bet, but I, bet I don't remember is a 20, seems like it's a 26 inch barrel. Someone's PRS rig that we're messing with. Like, let's see what happens. Uh, now, I did play with a uh, six twenty eight nozzler. Ooh, and uh, the the bullets were almost exploding on the target paper. Yep, because we get we 
the Smith recommended a barrel twist, and I'm like, and I'm talking to the guy who's having it built. I'm like, what length barrel? Twenty six inches, and it was some, it was something stupid. And I'm, he's wanting to shoot. What he is wanting to do is have a seventy grain bullet point and shoot to like five hundred yards. What he's wanting, <laughs> and I'm like, number one, we might burn out the barrel doing load development. Number two, the twist he's recommending, that's not going to work. You're going you're to be borderline on 90 grainers. I don't remember the the exact specs for everything. But I'm like, you have to understand, this is kind of stupid. <laughs> kind of? But I'll play with it. And then yeah. he put like some tight-ass chamber down a neck turn, so I'm like, I hate this project. Oh. But it was, it, was, it was pretty fun seeing what. Yeah, talk about it's overboard. Huge, yeah, huge waste of powder, and like he had to clean it every twenty shots, and <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. But uh, now some of those, I think I went all the way down to sixty-five graders, and that's when I was like, I'm not sure if the bullets even make it to the target. But I never could confirm because I didn't yeah. do enough testing on it. We end up loading; it just would not do seventies like with any kind of good yeah. good results i think we end up loading 90 90 grain nozzles and it was just vaporizing shit up close it's crazy but the barrel burned up within like 500 rounds yeah <laughs> i saw a guy uh he was shooting a 220 a 22 250 ai mm-hmm. uh, i don't know what twist he had but he run as a prs gun yeah and he was le- whatever bullet he was shooting he was leaning on because about 50 percent of his shots didn't make it to the target like, yeah. you just be on glass you see just a poof yeah like he'd be like where'd that one go it died about 100 yards out there my yeah. man yeah <laughs> and he it, and it always happened after like the fifth shot of the stage yeah you know like get that chamber good and warm and then all of a sudden it's like poof. man yeah you're just wasting time here just shoot five shots and be done yeah. like take take your hits like <laughs> quit burning up your barrel yeah uh, it's probably already toast anyways <laughs> yeah yeah 22 to 50 pushing them that hard like yeah it's gonna be gone quick especially as a prs rig yeah there were there was something you said earlier <clears throat> that i thought was a pretty it's pretty interesting distinction and i think that's kind of where this that line between like most of the gun industry and everybody else lies and that's uh picking the right ammo for the gun mm. yeah Instead of picking a gun and then picking ammo, because there's like it, when you get into whether it's even like carry handguns or AR-15s, everybody's like, I want a gun that shoots everything, which is really kind of a, it's almost a backwards mentality. Yes. When you get into hunting or long range, you realize that like I'm gonna find the round or the the, the ammo that works best for this gun, and I think the AR community is kind of catching up to that with like tuning guns for suppressors now. Yeah. But they're still far behind it on every other aspect. Yeah. What have, What have you seen on your end on? And, and you're right. I think, you know, it, the industry on the large scale, I agree, is behind on that. Um, the smaller custom shops like what we do and uh, some other companies do, they're more in tune with that aspect. Um, especially if you got, if you if the, if the people in the shop are end users and yes. not just gun builders yeah. or salespeople. Um you know, you, you start seeing that as they're they're able to give customers better data as, hey, you know, what are you going to do with this? You know, and one of the things that we always do with if a customer calls us up looking for a gun, what are you going to use it for? First question over my yeah. over mouth. What are you going to use it for? Because I'm not going to sell you a two two three to go shoot elk. Yeah, like just not. That's not going to work. Like, so 
trying trying to find that perfect tool to fit a customer's need is what I think the industry needs to do instead of just like eh, take this, right. you know, and, and do you know you'll figure something out. Yeah. But you know, when you're in a large corporation type set setting, like not everybody. Mm-hmm. No, it's the true. guns counter is a gun, yeah. you know, it uses guns or, you know, knows anything about guns. Um, so trying to get with system matter experts and then, you know, educating the customer base on here's the right tool for what you're going to do. And here's the ammo that I would recommend. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the ammo that I have seen work in the setup that we're recommending for this type of game mm-hmm. or this type of job or whatever it is, you know, whether it's PRS home defense range plinking or, you know, whitetail hunting, hog hunting, coyote hunting, whatever it is, you know, there's putting the right information, the right tools in a customer's hand makes a better customer and makes a more educated customer yeah. in my mind. Um, you know, they, they, they turn out to be happier, you know, because they're like, man, this thing hammers, this thing yeah. does everything it, I needed yeah. to do and more. That's, you know, that's what we're after. And then I think a lot of smaller shops are after that, you know, but you, it, you know, whether it's bolt gun or AR side, um, mm-hmm. you see, and you've seen a lot more people going away from the large corporation and going more to the, the custom small shop yep. guy where they can talk to somebody that actually knows what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, that's like, you no, know, I have a lot of firsthand data and yeah. firsthand experiences using the exact same setup that you're wanting and this is what works. Yeah. And people like that, you know, they, they, they really take to that. They, they enjoy the information because they know they can come back later and be like, well, I remember you said X. Mm-hmm. Well, what about this? Or what about that? You know, and my R and D guy is awesome. Cause he tests does just like what you do. I mean, test all kinds of different things. I mean, things that like when I, with the arc, when I was like, I mean, I want to run some coyote. And I was like, I want to run some little shorty. So I was talking with him. He's like, Oh, I told him something. I said, I'm going to do a low dev. He's like, I don't need to do a low dev. Hang on. Let me go get my card. He sends me a picture of the card over the phone. He's like, hey, there you go. Just that right there. What? Yeah. So I was like, eh. You know, and, and I've done this a lot of times with him. Like, ah, whatever. But now and now, I'm, like, I'm going to load exactly <laughs> what he tells me to load, and it's just going to hammer. Yeah. Uh, and it has. You know, so he he plays the game a lot just like what you do of like testing different things, seeing how how does this perform versus this mm-hmm. and that. And, and then we continue taking that further on through, you know, what the guys, you know, us in the shop are using, doing some of our pro staff guys are doing, you know, take getting feedback constantly from them. And, and it's makes for being able to educate the customer a lot better. Um, yeah. and they turn, like I said, turn out happier. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you put out a ton of data on all the different cartridges and stuff that you load for and what you've seen work and all that stuff. And your customers and, appreciate it because they're like well wade says i can i should be able to do this with this this is what i need you're putting the right tool in their hand yeah um so it's hopefully the industry starts kind of moving that way where it's like there's not really a i mean there's really not a gun besides maybe the six arc it's like if you want that multi-tool gun that six arc especially if you can if you reload or Wade gets six arc brass in um, and uh, can start turning out some more arc ammo that really works well for yes. everything. Yes. You know, like the two, two, three, the two, two, three is a great multi-tool, Yeah, but it falls a little short when it comes to larger game 
And it does, but it does decent at long range. Yeah. If you know what you're doing, yeah. like I still love the little two. I've got a little 18 and yeah. 223 that I love for just running around ranges, plinking mm-hmm. and just shooting things at like inside of a That's not why you love it. Tell them why you really love it. Cause I hurt feelings with it. <laughs> so back when I started shooting PRS matches, like little club matches, I always just shot my little two, little 18 inch two, two, three. And yeah. Both gun guys would laugh at me. And then people started realizing like, Oh man, that little 18 inch two, two, three. And that dude can actually kind of shoot. So yeah, like you start hurting feelings. Like yeah, made a dude throw his $4,000 rifle into his truck one day. Cause <laughs> like, and he was a buddy of mine, but you know, when you're shooting and competing with yeah. friends, and they're having a rough day. Like that mouth runs a little bit harder and you're shooting outstanding. And that's how that went down. Like yeah. that mouth was just running a little too much, I guess yeah. for him. And, but I mean, if we were, we're still good friends, so it's not that big of a deal, <laughs> but yeah, he got a little upset with me. <laughs> well, with the two, two, three, there's another example. Like the question that was asked, like building specific tools for specific purposes. If we could get more direct with what is your intended purpose? Until you get to the the new arc, there hasn't really been an AR-15 one and done. It can do everything mm-hmm. uh, beyond a thousand yards inside yeah. of thirty yards. You know, it's just it, it, the the arc with the advancements in this industry. I think that's the hopefully this is a sign of things to come. Everybody's paying attention. The ammo yeah. manufacturers, the yeah. gun builders, the shooters, the hunters. There's a big feedback loop. We're finally getting good intel back. People are telling us what their reactions are. We're getting good information, uh, which we we've confirmed. Uh, it's just nice to get that instead of everybody wanting their seven and a half inch two two three that does all of the jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I hate those. I hate seven and a half two two threes. <laughs> the, uh, it's, a, it's it's just a thirty round flashbang. Yeah. Well, it almost seems it's kind of like what why six five Creedmoor was so successful because it was just it was a good balance of everything and like you couldn't fuck it up. Like, yeah, yeah. You couldn't go get a, com- a rifle and ammo combination that's going to suck for the most part. Yeah. The gun store employee didn't have to know everything. You just get a six five cream more and it worked, and I think yeah. it opened a lot of people's eyes to uh, you know shitty rounds like three oh eight. We 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 get in trouble for talking about like two twenty three over three oh eight all the time. That's kind of. Oh, I'll take my I'll take my eighteen inch two two three over three oh eight any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I literally take anything over three oh eight, especially if there's like a slight breeze. You have a outside, long bow. You, know? you have a long bow. I'll take a long <laughs> bow over three oh eight. Now, I I do have a I have a twenty four inch three oh eight. That's my it's a it's a PRS trainer for me. Um, it's wind and recoil trainer. Like, yeah. Cause I shoot it, like still shoot a six by 47 as my main gun. And I've got six GT as a backup and just that 308, just you get, you shoot, you shoot a day on that and then hop on the one of those sixes. And it's like, it's a little hiccup gun now. That's like yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know, you got a three and a half mile an hour gun versus a 4.2, 4.3 mile an hour gun. Like, yeah, it, it starts playing a lot of, get, a lot of, a lot of advantages. And, yeah. you know, so I, I, that that's the only 308 that i have uh we do a little 12 5 308 that's we call pig blaster that's yeah i need to get works one good for side by sides i need to develop some ammo for there there is quite a few pig hunters that run those shorty 308s mm-hmm. which i don't know why 110 but. v-backs <laughs> oh yeah that's my favorite 308 round <laughs> it's not we have some great long range 308 setups like it, People don't realize we we talk shit about 308. We actually offer quite a few offers for it, but I still hate it. I mean, don't get me wrong, but my favorite one is 110 V Max, and that's for really for coyotes. It works it's, well on pigs. Yeah. Um. So does the 110 nozzle? I think it's a is a ballistic tip or Varmageddon. Varmageddon is that's 
The only reason why we load the 110V Max is because when I people started asking for a lot, I couldn't get the 110 Armageddon's. Okay. Because for on, on coyotes, when I first developed that, it was, you know, I've talked about this for a scenario where we just need to be able to hit a coyote anywhere and knock it down. And I'm like, well, three weights with the 110 Armageddon going as fast as I can send them down. Six you took it to- no, I was supposed to say that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Edit that out. Yes. Beep that out, please. <laughs> uh, it was the 110 Armageddon of 16 inch. And I think I was just running a little over 3000 feet per second, bolt guns. It would literally almost split cows in half. It was freaking amazing. Uh, in fact, one of them, the only thing that kept it from being decapitated, my dad shot one in the neck was a little small piece of fur. And I mean, just anywhere you'd hit them, it'd kill them. I'm like, oh, okay. I like the 308 now, but it, it's it's a complete waste of powder. I'm, I hate it. And you can use that powder <laughs> on much better cartridges. I can load almost two art cartridges. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so you get a start shoving a lumpy potato downrange. Yes, it's literally like, do you want to? Uh, I, I don't know. It can't even make. It's just. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's, not a not a big 308 fan. Like I said, I have one. But, like, makes for, they have a purpose. Like, makes for a great training rifle. It's got great barrel life. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I guess. I, 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 I could run a trainer for about two years where, like, if I, my match right. like, I'm burning those out. Yeah. Like, and just shooting them in matches and a little bit of change, you know, train up before a match. And yeah. I'm going through a, one of the new Bartland barrels with that new material. Um, It's chambered by T-Box, but it's one of their blanks. And. I'll burn that up in a year and I'm getting, you know, a little over 2000 rounds out of that one. And mm-hmm. that's just shooting matches. Like, yeah. I can't train really well with this one. Right. I'll, I'll fry a barrel in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, um, there's, there's like some very specific use cases. I just, I love the, a lot of the people who are very about it. will bring up things like, oh, I don't want to shoot my barrel out, but like they've never gotten close on any gun to shooting a barrel <laughs> exactly. out. Exactly. They'll be like ammo availability as if like M80 ball has anything to do with <laughs> like, like, come on. It's at this point, like, Modern, it's the same price as six five Creed more ammo. Like, yeah, I mean, you're not you're not really getting a lot of benefits these days. Yeah, we get that a lot from, especially at gun shows where guys are like, you know, I'm, I really want a three hundred eight, you know, for ammo cost and it's cheaper to shoot. And like, what are you trying to do with it? You know, I want long range. You realize that that cheap ammo sucks at long range. Yeah, like, your matching grade ammo is going to be the same price as the six five Creed more. Actually, before COVID, the three hundred eight was a dollar more, dollar fifty, two dollars more a box of like the Hornady match, yeah. than six five Creed. Yeah, yes. people, people don't believe me on that. Or that three hundred eight actually during COVID was selling out faster than six five Creed. Oh yeah, and you know, people just didn't. No, no, it wasn't. Like, do you know we're a really big we ammo were, dealer? We were, we were putting it out. I people were ripping you. it out of our hands as we were stocking shelves. It's, yeah, we were. I mean, you could find Grendel, 6.5 PRC. Like, when COVID first hit, you could find 6.5 Grendel, 6.5 PRC, 6.5 Creed, 308. No, that stuff was gone. You couldn't find none of it here. No, well, no. Six, <laughs> six months into it, the one thing you could find was 6 Creed. Yes. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Lots yeah. of 6 Creed everywhere. And all those boxes are still then, sitting on the shelves right now. Well, <laughs> out here, people were like, I can get 6 Creed ammo. So they started buying up 6 Creeds. Now, now like, I didn't really focus on 6 Creed because of the popularity of other cartridges yeah. now i'm just getting inundated with new six grade owners wanting some varmint ammo and i'm like sierra hasn't made my projectile in three years now so i don't know what to tell you 87 v max 
I don't. That's one of the projectiles I just really don't like. I have some. I don't run them. Every, I, no, I will. I take that back. I'll run them if I'm going to go coyote hunting and it's windy. Yeah. Like I'll run the 87s. I'll load yeah. up some just for that because they fight wind a whole lot better than the 58s do. Absolutely. 58s yeah. a mosquito <laughs> farts and you're missing a dog. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, but those 87s they do pretty good. And they, I mean they hammer dogs. I wish. I wish. Uh, I wish Hornady. Which they'll probably take the easy way out. I, I suspect they'll be coming out with a varmint offering this winter because there's a lot of varmint hunters up there that shoot six art. Yeah. But I bet they're going to take the easy way out. Now, it's either going to be a 75 or 87, is my guess. I wish they would take that what they did for the 53 grain V Max. Let's make one for the six arc. Something in that, in my opinion, around that 60 grain area. Like a super high BC varmint bullet. Just my opinion, anyways. Hornady, if you're listening. Yeah. I, yes, I know you got the 65 grain V Max, and I know you got the 58 and the 75s, but look at what you did for the 53 grain V Max. Uh, if, if anybody who actually shoots that projectile, it's a pretty phenomenal performer. This is just a high BC varmint bullet. Yeah. But they make 50s and 55s and. <laughs> They're dying. 52s and all that stuff but when you really start loading that bullet and playing with it it's pretty phenomenal little contender i just wish they'd do that with like a let's call it about a 60 to 63 grain v max with that same kind of technology i wish they'd make like a 70 to 73 grain v max or eldx for the 22 yes like yes so we could i've been the 22 gt 22 creeds and moaning for years that there's there needs to be I mean they had a seventy three ELDM. I've never had very good luck out of that thing. Out of I anything. I haven't played with it enough. Uh we've loaded it in uh twenty two fifties or probably twist barrels, two twenty threes, the twenty two creeds. It just it just never has been a great performer as far as accuracy. But uh So we have good accuracy out of the seventy three ELDM in the in our 223s yeah i mean um drew went down and ran a um carbine match Mm -hmm. and they had a few long range stages in there and i I say long range what was like 400 ish yards i think like 680 was the longest look so kind of long range for you know a carbine match and it's like yeah, we're not going. You're not going to run 55s. Let's load up some of these. You know, so we found got hold of some 73s and loaded those up, and they hammered. I mean sitting there shooting one whole groups with them at a hundred and yeah they, the guys did really well with them at distance and i've st- we still got some laying around and they shot really well and they, they shot well out of my 22 creeks they used uh some 73s for break-in on that mm-hmm. barrel and uh they shot really well for that but i haven't put them on animals yet yeah and i don't know that that's another one that uh yeah yeah in certain platforms i could get some really nice but yeah on the grand scale of things, it never even passed that the actually test. So I'm yeah. just like, nope, never. I'm never even. I wonder if it's a picky bullet to the chamber cutting. Couldn't tell you because the way I do things, if it if it don't, uh, so I'll develop a load typically off of say whatever the most popular barrel length is for said caliber. Yep. Uh, whatever the platform it is. Once I develop that load and I get it shooting good. If it doesn't shoot good throughout all the other test platforms, 
trash. We don't even hunt with it. Like, and I don't want to spend like, I don't want to, if it won't do that right off the bat, chances are, if I spend a lot of time trying to try and make it do that, it's not, it's not ever going to do that. Like if yeah. it's, um, that could be a whole different podcast and I'm not trying to go down that road, but I never made it to shooting animals. I mean, at one time we had, we actually ran the Sydney, the best ever Sydney perform. We had, uh, someone's 20 to 50 and I can't remember the barrel twist. Is there a nine or 10? And we were just, we were basically trying to see what is the heaviest we can run in a regular 20 to 50, uh, nine and 10 twist out to a thousand yards to shoot good. And I want to say it was, a. I really want to say it was a Ruger American. I think if I recall correctly, it was a little bit faster. Like when you actually measured out a little bit faster twisted. Yeah. But that thing would stack just tiny groups of a thousand yards with a 73 grain ELDM. Those are Americans. I've been, I've, I've had a couple <laughs> of them and some buddies have, and that's a little gun that really surprised the crap out of me. Yes. Um, especially for the cost. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people want to go buy Remington 700s and stuff like that for go pick up that little $300 yeah. I'll be over there. Cause that's going to outshoot that 700. I can't say that I really like the new design that allows them to, it's like this double edged sword. I don't like the new bolt cut to allow the use of AR magazines. I haven't played with, the, I haven't played with one in a year or so. The old, the like gen one ones yeah. that had the shitty rotary magazine. Which oh, yeah. We were just putting them in different stocks and using AICS magazines. But that, that one was, I love that freaking thing. When they come out with this new design, it just made the bolt even more wonky and shitty. But at the same time, it's like, oh, this opens up a whole new territory and calibers we can play with. Like six arc, why they haven't come up with the goddamn six arc? I'll never know. Stupid. <laughs> Who they already have the right bolt face. They have a six five Grendel. Yeah. Like our first six arcs, I went and bought two brand new Ruger American six five Grendels and jerked barrels off and spun up. <laughs> you jerking barrels off? Yes. <laughs> we, we do a lot of jerking off here at the TV. Hi yo. <laughs> um, out of curiosity, have you guys noticed anything particular? You know, when building your six arcs, like for precision, is there any kind of like peculiarities or like weird things? You guys have noticed, or, um, man, the arc's easy. Yeah, the arc. I mean, really, it yeah. is. It's it's almost like modern cartridges are really great. It's, it's like it's inherently yeah. it's inherently <laughs> accurate. Yeah. Now, we we have changed up the reamer design a little bit for um some of our some like our stuff for to make it a little bit more accurate. Um, mm-hmm. there was you'd kind of get sometimes weird flyers. Um, and it wasn't all the time, but you would see that just random, especially with factory ammo. Yeah. And you're like that one Oh eight match was pretty crappy on a lot of lots. Um, yeah. which, you know, the one Oh three EODX, like it always hammered well for us. Uh, it was the most consistent ammo. The one Oh five black was, you know, which is their cheap ammo should be the worst ammo. And it did way better than the one Oh eights has, has done across multiple different lots. Yeah. Uh, I've seen one, you know, some lots of 108 just flat shoot. Yeah. But, uh, so we tweaked a few things on our, 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 on our reamer to be a little more forgiving. Um, but other than that, I mean, gassing them correctly. Um, see a lot of companies that yes. like 18 inch with a midlink gas system. Like really? <laughs> like, come on guys. Like no, like, and these are companies that, are larger companies, larger named companies that have been in the industry for not just a few years, decades. It's like, 
you all didn't think to do any like gas system research on this? Like, come on. I mean, Sammy, like the initial barrels that were put out were plus ones on 18s, mm-hmm. you know, and we went to the rifle on the 18 for the simple fact of running the, the light grain stuff. Um, some powders would not run the light stuff real well for us um, with the plus one that we noticed. So we went to the rifle. Um, if you, especially if you didn't like hot rod the, you know, like kind of push that little light grain bullet to kind of close yeah. to the max. Like, so we, we just went for the reliability on that and went to the rifle and, and, and it's fine. Like, you know, uh, but anything past that, like, like the or minimal rifle length on a, on an 18 inch. And then you need a plus one on a 20 and above. Well, some companies are like, Nope, we're going to do a mid length on 18. Like that is horrible, horribly yeah. over gassed. And it makes tuning them out. Cause I've played with them. We've, we've ordered a few of the barrels and it, it's just like, matter of fact, I think they're laying in our no bueno, uh, barrel pile right now. Um, too expensive to throw away. Yeah. <laughs> we might need a tomato steak or something at some point in time. Yeah. You know, you never know. Um, but it, it's, you know, like I'm, there's no way I'm putting this out. Like there's, yeah, I can't even tame this. Like it's got more recoil than, you know, your favorite cartridge of the 308. Like it's like, you cannot <laughs> slow that carrier speed down enough without yeah. like, well, cut the gas all the way off. And, uh, I've got a, you know, H three buffer in here. Like that bolt's going to break, you know, I'll just shove the bolt between a rock and a hard place. Like, so that's kind of, you know, when people are looking for arcs, that's something I always recommend is like, stay away from like the short gas systems. Uh, if it's not a rifle length or higher, like don't go there on yeah. the 18s. Now 16s, 16s, you kind of need that intermediate, um, you know, 14 fives, which you're, you're just probably a mid on your, on your 14 five on the proofs. I'm, I can't remember. It I'm should be quick. I cannot remember. Proof does a real good job with gas. Uh, yeah, you know, they, they're all, I know our 18, 18, all the 18s are plus one rifle. Are they plus one or two? Plus, plus one. I think the, because tw- you have a 24, right? Is that what no. you put? I'm you sure? 20, 18 and 20. What did DNA do for you? That's a 24. That's not a proof. Oh, it's it's not? 10 twists. I don't even remember what gas system it is. All I remember uh, is I didn't have a, I didn't have a gas tube for one of them. That's my brains. It'll, it'll yeah. say the only, I think the, uh, it's either 14.5 and down or 16 inch and down. It's a different gas system than the yeah. rest of them. A lot of people will run like 16 inch for mids. And it, yeah, it f- works 14.5 is intermediate. Oh, intermediate. Okay. Yeah. 16 is rifle and everything else. A rifle. Oh, they did run a rifle. Okay. <clears throat> there so you go. Proof. I like 18 that. And 20. Yeah. Cause that's, we, we tend to push towards the, towards the longer gas systems. And you know, a lot of people are like, that's not going to work it's been working yeah like <laughs> it's unreliable yeah or unreliable 11 and a half inch mid-link gas system those are really soft on a little 223 i was gonna say that what people don't realize is it's these large companies like uh you know everybody's favorite garage door salesman daniel defense who they want to minimize the amount of rmas they have so yes. they just run things that terribly over gas yes. that way they don't because the average consumer is gonna be like this doesn't work yeah not realizing why they're just using shitty steel cased wolf yes. ammo or whatever i mean whatever yes. the deal is yep. but yeah, and you know, you know, we we run a we have a little sixteen inch six five Creedmoor, uh, it's rifling gas system, and that thing's so much fun to shoot. Uh, you know, anything we run everything from ninety fives to one fifty sixes in it, and 
hunting, long range, it doesn't matter. I mean, we've taken that little thing to a mile with some 156s and even 144s ran them out that far. Um, and that's been a really fun little hunting rig. You know, we call it the truck creed. Um, cause yeah. it, you know, it, the first one came with a law, like had a law folder and everything on it. Like just riding around, just truck gun. You know? Yeah. Oh, hey, there's a pig shoot it type deal. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, those are, that's a really fun little setup. I've done a 14, five, six, five creed with the intermediate, yeah, intermediate on that one. Cause you, I don't think we could do a rifle if I remember right think you kind of get into the threads on a rifle on a 14.5 because i think you only have like a little over an inch of barrel left or just like in 1.5 something somewhere right in there you don't have much barrel left on a rifle link with uh, a 16 inch barrel but yeah there it makes it for a really nice smooth shooting rifle Um, yeah you know longer gas system the better that's what i've always that's what i've always liked is i want to maximize my velocity obviously i'm predator hunter uh I want to minimize the amount of blowback. It just—it seems like if you can, if you can find that one having the longer gas systems definitely makes a, mm-hmm. a big difference. But if it seems like if you can uh, find that combination right there, it's it's way more pleasurable of a shooting experience. Oh yeah, you know, it, it, you look back at the like the sixteen-inch carbine link at two two threes. You shoot one of those now, it's like. And this sucks. Yeah. Like, this is horrible. Why? Like, I don't even understand why. <laughs> but, you know, and then that's after shooting, you know, so many properly gas, properly set up ARs, like, you kind of become a wuss to recoil. Yes. You know, like, you know, coming from the PRS, PRS side, like, recoil is everything for us. Because yeah. I need to be able to see where that bullet went. Mm-hmm. So... See what you're you're forgetting the amount of recoil you can manage is your statement is masculinity yes, and yes. How, how manly you the are. The more is that you what can it handle, is? So the more, more of a more man re- you are. Yeah, that's fine. Take yeah. off all the brakes, suppressors. Big, just throw a bunch of powder behind the a, the smallest stupid, slow, the smallest short, thing you should ball. own is a three hundred eight. Yeah. Absolutely, everything else bigger is what you want to hunt with. So what you're saying like a six pound three hundred PRC? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, no three hundred PRC. How dare three, you? Three thirty eight Weatherby. Yes. 300 wind mag <laughs> get a belt on there yes well getting real men <laughs> real men's cartridges have belts yeah you say that i have a 264 wind mag <laughs> that i built long time ago that uh alamo precision rifles and they built one for me for a like hunting gun and it hammers oh yeah, yeah i've loaded for one for a buddy uh that was a, that was a fast barrel <laughs> like a real fast barrel yeah uh, is is it my my preferred no but yeah the, i mean going back to the tuning of the gas system i mean that's everybody gets all these things downstream whether it's the bolt carriers or it's like you need to ju- you need to you need to start off first of all with the the gas system length within the gas port yep. and then really the ammo you're feeding it that's kind of our thing but yeah everybody wants to get like the change the buffers you shouldn't really have to get into that there's so much shit nowadays that is that has literally been developed one in in relation to suppress suppressors getting yeah. so popular. Well, yeah, that's why that showed Two. everything was how shitty it was. Is everybody threw suppressors on? Yeah. Like, oh wow. <laughs> why well, my eyes burning? Yeah. <laughs> Two. It's it, it's in. Uh, they're trying to fix the problem that stems from ammo being just overly gassed bullshit. Is it's just my opinion. Like it's, and there's all these. All this different shit, the tune shit for suppressors nowadays, and it's literally due to the fact that they're running Milserp ammo, 
designed that, uh, for 16 yes. plus or plus barrels. Yeah, that that's, that's high pressure, nasty, shitty powder. And yeah, because the military doesn't care about they just want the brass. shit to go. Yeah, they don't care you know. about brass. They don't care about reloading it. Yeah, they don't really care about pressure to an extent. Right. They need performance. They want. They just want that shit to work. Yep. And there's all these things, and I, I get so this is probably one of the bigger questions I get the most on six arcades gas uh one gas link gas tube length and uh buffer systems i'm just like i don't know whatever my rifle came with or whatever i had laying around like i don't if you run the right ammo or if you're loading yourself you load your your ammo properly a lot of this shit is like moog points i mean there's are certain certain things like the what's the buffer system a5 or whatever yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh is that what y'all run uh, we've done some, um, I actually prefer the JP silent capture. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's kind of been my go-to, uh, the a five system is nice. Like I've played with it. Um, the ones I'd played with in the past, like is just people's guns. I'm like, I don't see what the buzz is all about this. Cause it's just, huh, just shucking you in the shoulder. I'm like, yeah. what in the world is going on here? Finally played with one, like where we did it and like we set it up and like, okay, that is really, really smooth. Yeah, you know, people were just chucking the nine pound buffer in there. You know, like, yeah. I, think, I don't like that shit. No. I want my shit as light as possible. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, to me, that's the as predator hunter and uh, you know, really more of a bolt gun guy. The the thing about ARs that really keeps drawing me in is I can get with especially with the arc, I can get good performance out of a shorter platform, and I want this thing to be as light as possible. So I don't. I'm all the way down to like buffers. Like I, I just get this thing as light as possible. How can I make this shit work with this thing being as light as possible? See, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like I, <laughs> like I don't care what my gun weighs. Oh, and, I do. I, and my comp guns, 19 pounds, 11 ounces. Yeah. Like that's my, that's my PRS rig. Yeah. So I go to a 12 pound. Yeah. Hunting rig. Like, oh, like, this is light as shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm packing it around on a tripod on back, you know, arc, yeah. set up on arc. Like, just throw it on my shoulder and walk. Like it's, it's, yeah. it doesn't even bother you at that point. But, um, so going from those heavy, heavy guns yeah. down to, you know, I'm shaving four or five pounds off this yeah. pretty fast. Like this is light as can be. Yeah. This is awesome. For, for me, it's, it. for me, it's, uh, if it's a nighttime hunting gun, I don't give shit. It could be 57 pounds. Cause it's literally staying in the chair all night. It's on a, it's on a clamp. Yeah. As long as it has the arc rail. That's all I, I don't give a shit what it weighs. Actually, I want it. I want it to be just the most accurate screaming, naming ammo, whatever. Like I want laser beam and heavy as yep. shit. And daytime though, I'm just like, can we get this any lighter? <laughs> so would this look stupid without a hand guard? Cause that's going to save a few ounces. <laughs> <laughs> First, uh, first coyote tournament we ran this year was a parker county hunt and uh me and my one of my buddies that i hunt with well he's also my prs shooting partner like we travel together and everything our daytime rigs because we didn't want to we didn't have anything really set up for daytime everything we've been doing is nighttime we just took our prs rigs like now i pulled the weights off mine so i got down to like a 15 pound gun but it's 24 inch barrel you know we both got night force attack arson <laughs> on top of with with trimmer threes <laughs> But we and we're shooting our match ammo. We're like, we're yeah. shooting one oh nines. Like we see a coyote, this thing's dead. Yeah, like no, it doesn't matter. Like we can range it. We we had data already typed. You know, already ready. And it's like 
you said it's kind of within like probably 1200 yards this is a dead dog yeah you just don't suck having to walk and go get him yes no. like, <laughs> that's the only thing that sucks about long shots on coyotes is like yeah oh, now i gotta go walk and go get that yeah. sucker and usually like contest a little bit of a hurry yeah run forest uh, that's why I, daytime hunting i tend to i try to walk more get further away from you know the normal spots of, of where people would call and stuff like that so I, i'm streamlined as much as possible as much as possible and that's totally not like me typically because i carry way too much shit but it very specific circumstance daytime calling i like if we're like being i want to go on a kill mode mission here yeah. It's all about going fast. As soon as they're they're coming into the call, I want to hit as many stands as I can while they're coming to the call. So, I mean, I might even wear tennis shoes because it's it's literally running back and forth. Like it's go 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 go. We can we can relax later on. That's why I'm just like streamline everything, gun everything, optics, just bare essentials. One mouth call. <laughs> but maybe just, maybe just train harder. That way you can carry a heavier gun. Yeah, that's what a, all three hundred eight shooters say. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't lift weights. You, you don't cycle trend. Come on, <laughs> trend. That's so old school. It's HGH now, my man. <laughs> uh, obviously, I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, no, that's that's just old military thing. It was like, yeah. well, just train harder. Yeah, yeah. Be a man. Just put the square peg <laughs> in the round hole, damn it. Yeah, just hit it with a hammer. Yeah. If it doesn't go, just hit it harder. So, have y'all seen any issues with bolts uh, breaking? We have not broken R. a bolt yet. Which which bolts are you running? Uh, so, they come with the T-box barrel that we run. Okay. Um, I don't know who's making their bolts. It's a, it's a house, you know, it's an OEM bolt. I don't know yeah. who makes it. Uh, but it's the same bolt as their Grendel. And man, I can't remember the last time I got a phone call for a broken Grendel bolt on a T box. I've never seen it. Oh, I've seen it. I've I've done some uh, pretty wackadoo shit with my guns and pressure testing. Uh, I definitely have broken some Grendel bolts. I've never Um, seen it on the JP. I had a like got a JP Grendel bolt that it sheared off a lug at like thirty two hundred rounds or so. Granted, this gun like i wasn't even mad at jp for this one because like, it was right yeah I mean, like, it, it, it kind of been yeah. through some some wild and crazy stuff so yeah you uh, have to people have to also understand like especially once you get that many rounds and if you're a hand loader and you'd like to push the limits and shit this shit has has a bit of a life cycle it's yeah. not it's not like it's it's, it's, it's not, not it's, gonna last forever no <laughs> like even two two three bolts have life cycles. yes uh you know loading cfe behind a 123 and doing that load dev in like February in Texas and then shooting it in July. Oh yeah. Not a, <laughs> not a great idea for a bolt life. I promise. Not a great idea to run it up to the max. No, no. <laughs> like, man, this thing's hammering. Yeah. Come to come 110 degrees. And it's like, I'm breaking stuff, Yeah, you know, or uh 8208. Like I've definitely 8208 is one of those powders. That's a lot of fun to play with, but you be careful. Cause that sucker spikes fast. Yeah. Uh, I want to see with, the popularity of the arc i hope someone start like i mean which there are some powders that we're using which we'll never tell no one that are uh really good but i want to see even more development for that uh say 20 to 30 grain charge weight area different powders like let's get some more shit going like the six five creeds had enough tension let's let's work on some new powders for this 20 to 30 grain weight so 
When was it? Was it 2021? I think it was 2021. Could be wrong on that number. But it was sometime around that. It was a PRS finale. And, you know, they have people, industry personnel there that are shooting. Mm-hmm. Like, they're spon- you know, one of the people that's sponsoring. It was part of a conversation. Uh, not going to throw out. But there is a company that has been working on a temp-stable powder for the arc yeah um and don't know when it's coming out um don't so but i haven't heard any more about it i haven't talked to the guy since then I haven't seen him um but hopefully that becomes a thing i mean i know you know everything's slow especially coming out of 2020 2021 time frame i mean and then by the time they start getting catch up we're gonna be in a damn election so it's liable to go shit go crazy again yeah I don't know. Last couple of elections, it hasn't. You know, but just, you never know with the new pistol brace. Every every time I, because it's always is the opposite of what I think it's going to do. So yeah. like I'm like, oh, it's not going to do anything this year, and then it'll fucking it'll get yeah. under us. Yeah. I, I, the 2016 election. I don't know how many people got stuck with hundreds oh, and yeah. hundreds of mags. What was that? I don't. know. You were in the industry, so AccuSport going out of business post 2016 was that AccuSport. They were the they were one of the biggest distributors. I don't, I, I don't think I ever messed with AccuSport. They, so they were they were massive and they were doing very well and uh, they were doing a bunch of stuff. But they were one of the ones who got kind of got too much inventory. So got with like, their pants down going into Trump Ooh, era. It's, it's crazy to think. I mean, they were like, I don't know, size wise. I mean, in terms of guns, I don't know. They're probably the biggest for sure. I mean, Lipsy's like Lipsy's RSR size. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was because yeah, RSR it, thinks the biggest now. Yeah, RSR Sports South, one of the two. Yeah, but, I don't know. That's it's so being on this side. It's so crazy how just like the slightest little things, like you know, fucking chaos. And, oh yeah, and then you as the um, you know, like a brick and mortar or whatever, or even in y'all's position in our position, we have to sit here and be like. So if we don't order anything, we're not going to have shit. But if I get too carried away, I could be, you know, sitting on a bunch of inventory that no doubt I paid way too much for yep. because they seen it coming. Where do we go with this? It's it's such a, yeah, it kind of sucks sometimes. You know, oh. I mean, from a making money standpoint, you're like, man, I don't want to not have the things people are wanting. Yeah. But at the same time, I, you know. I'm not a billionaire. I can't just buy up everything to have everything. So it's it's this well, delicate it's, process. It's <laughs> as a as a business person, it's it's pretty good. But as like an enthusiast, it's bad because that's when again you can't get any of the cool new shit. Yeah, and that's where like if you look listening to the horny podcasts where they time out their releases, it's like always during Crazy. the slow times when they pull out all the yes. new stuff. And yeah, no, I screw all the business. I want cool <laughs> shit, you know. Um, so as far as uh. Sergeant of Arms, how do people, if they want to buy one of your rifles, do they just go through the website? They contact y'all? What's uh, the process like? So they can go to the website. It's just www.sergeantofarms.com. Sergeant is abbreviated SGT. I was in the Marine Corps. Like, I ain't trying to spell that whole word. Uh, <laughs> can't spell that whole word. Probably that too. Uh, you know, or, or they can just, get, you know, give us a call. Like, you know, um, it's 817-668-0433. Give us a call. We're uh, open Tuesday through Friday from 9 to 5. Um, Monday, we're closed to the public. It's right. a production day. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's, you know, call us up, be more happy, answer questions for you, you know, try to get you, you know, get you the right tool for what you're wanting to do. Uh, or, you know, and check out the website, social media. Of course, you know, we got Facebook, Instagram. I think we have TikTok. I don't, you know, yeah, I think there's. Do you do any TikTok dances? Do I look like I do TikTok dances? I don't know. We, yeah, we're not judging. <laughs> Drew might be a TikTok celebrity. I just do the naked <laughs> helicopter. They pull my videos every time. <laughs> no one wants to see that. Um, so do y'all? Do y'all just do only custom ordering? Do y'all keep uh, built rifles in stock? Or uh, that we'll, we have built rifles in stock. Um, kind of depends on what it is at the time. You know, right. like right now, um, we've got six five Creed, twenty two Creed. Grendel, Grendel, or uh, I don't think we, no, we don't have an arc yet. Mm. Um, waiting on a barrel to show up. Um, that was so. The, is it the, a, the, the, the ice kind of screwed us on that one? Yeah. All right, I had an arc bringing out here with me. So, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's just it, it's always changing. Kind of depends on you know because our barrels are custom made. They're they're not mass produced barrels. Uh, T Box yeah. is a small little barrel company out of North Carolina that builds exceptional barrels, but. You're going to wait for them. Yeah. Um, so are y'all semi-auto only? Y'all doing bolt guns? or Semi-auto only. Um, kind of stay in our own lane. Yeah. Um, no plans whatsoever to get into bolt guns? I mean, the market's already pretty saturated. But. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, like, I have friends that do bolt guns. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't want to step on their toes, really. Right. You know, and they send me gas gun work, I send them bolt gun work. Yeah. So it, it just kind of works out in that, that realm of, you know, we take care of each other and you know i want business screwing up friendships right you know people get and i and understand like i'm taking money i'm taking food out of their mouth uh and, yeah and all their employees have mouth so like I, i'm not gonna just screw somebody over that's a buddy of mine for a couple bucks right so so i mean as because you're you probably get asked this and i'm sure we're gonna get asked this you are a, a custom semi-auto platform manufacturer mm-hmm. uh what say like what's the difference like why i can go to the gun store and get blah 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 <laughs> insert bullshit for a thousand dollars and you're over here whatever you are charging what's the difference please call us we'll set up a range trip and we'll prove it yeah it, that's the best answer because we get to do live shoots with people at ranges when the ranges reach out to us or there's a there's a, an event that they want us to be at and we try and make as much as we can we're trying to prioritize getting in the public more than mm-hmm. pushing into gun shows we've already yeah. got a little bit of a reputation in texas but we the more people that shoot our rifles the more we get to experience or show how far the ARs come because yeah. everybody's got their Smith and Wesson sport or two that sits in the, you know, sits behind the, the they, that's what they grew up on. Mm-hmm. That's the first AR I owned. Uh, as soon as somebody shoots something that is tuned and built by somebody who has to uphold their warranty and reputation, yeah. they want it out in the public doing good things. Uh, it's night and day difference. And do yeah. I get this at gun shows every time we do them? Like, I've got a Daniel Defense on sale over there, and it's only $1,800. What's the difference between yours and that? And I said, in components alone, ours is worth twice as much. Yeah. It doesn't have the name stamped on it. And I'm not going to bag anybody's companies or anything like that. But if you were to go out and shoot both of them, and I asked you which one would you favor, there isn't a question after that point. Like, yeah. If we're talking accuracy, recoil. Everything. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's just, it comes down to like, you know, your what you know, insert brand name here at mm-hmm. academies or the big box stores. Like 
those are mass produced guns. Yeah. Whoever's doing that is just earning a paycheck. Yeah. We're, we love what we do. Yeah. Um, you know, we all, everybody in this company has a passion for accurate gas guns. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they like to shoot. They like to, they want accurate guns. They want re, small, smooth recoiling guns. Um, so that, you know, that's one of the biggest differences is like our hearts in it. Yeah. Whoever works at Smith and Wesson or like I said, insert big box store brand here, their heart's not in it. Yeah. You know, so we, we go through a whole lot more testing a lot more r&d our qc quality you know is more stringent so like if it if, I, if you know our our precision guns like if they don't shoot to what my capabilities are they don't go out the door yeah you know and i expect you know 0. 0.3 0. 0.4 moa yeah and testing with match grade ammo like because that's kind of where i'm at as a shooter you know i mean yeah. I'll, I'll get some quarters and some subquarters yeah. from here to there but you know on a average day i'm a 0. 0.3 to 0. 0.4 shooter yeah if i can't if it, my, you know, factory ammo, if I can't shoot that with a gun, I'm not sending it to you. Yeah. Like I'll call you up and tell you, Hey man, this thing's not working right. Like yeah. I'll figure it out. But give me a couple weeks. So, um, that's, you know, that's one of the big things with ours is our QC, our, our hearts in it. Um, we're going to use, you know, things you're, that maybe on a little bit tighter tolerance, you know, the, well not t- maybe, but they are tighter tolerances. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- we're not just running, well, it's inside mil spec. Well, our tolerances are, t- are tighter than mil spec right. tolerances for it's, it's not, stuff. And it's the same thing with our ammo. It's people like, well, why is it so much more expensive and, you know, all that stuff. But it's it's just like you were talking about earlier, like having that knowledge and actually being an end user of your product, you can go in there and, like, really tune up these systems. Yep, It's the same thing, same exact thing we do with ammo is, like, uh, we know most people are shooting 22 credit codes, which we're going to have different load offerings very soon. But that's why I chose this projectile because I've tested it at nauseum on targets and on animals. Yep. And I've, I've tuned this load for a certain barrel length band, essentially same thing with y'all's firearms. Like, whereas like he said, uh, big, big corporations, they're going to, the way you make money with shit is you uh, try to make this one part work for multiple platforms. Yeah. Whereas y'all you're ordering and manufacturing things that it's not, I can't, I can use this one thing for several raffles. I use this one thing on this raffle because it's, it's optimal for this raffle platform. Yeah. And that's what you're getting in a way. I might get some hate for this, but I don't give a shit in a way. I feel like in the custom gun market, it's, it's probably way more appreciable appreciable in the semi-auto platform as it would be in the bolt action platform. Applicable, probably? Probably. Okay. Let me go with like, the word. We're, we're training him up. Like going to learn all the words. In a bolt gun, it's a bolt gun. Yeah. Like, well, to some extent, it's like, but when you get into mass manufacturing, right, they're, they're squeezing out that individuality of yes. the gun. Yeah. Where it's like, we're going to take out all like, you know, versus this, this thing's handcrafted for a purpose by people who know what it's used for. It's like you have a uh, Jose hitting the green button on the machine. <laughs> yes. Like they don't want him to know anything about it. They just yeah. want the gun to be built. And that's kind of, you know, you get that personalized yeah, knowledge I mean, behind it. Like I said, with a, with a bolt gun, it's like barrel length caliber done with an AR, especially with the popularity of suppressors and 
these new calibers and everything there's else. variables. Yeah. Yes. There's when you go to a custom manufacturer, you're especially people who use the products, you're probably going to get a system that's really tuned up for what you want to do with it. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 you know, when we're taking custom orders or talking to customers, where are you going to suppress this? Yes. Okay. What suppressor do you have? Yeah. We probably don't have your suppressor in house, but is it a closed baffle stack suppressor or is it a flow through design? Cause that's mm-hmm. going to change everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, how, how do I, how do I set the gun up and how do I tune the gun before sending it to you? That's going to matter. You know, if mm-hmm. it's a closed baffle stack, okay. I need, I know that I need to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But if it's an open, you know, if it's a flow through design, okay, I can, I do this in, instead and set it up that way. Um, that way the customer doesn't have to do it. Yeah. You know, they, they just get a gun and it's just, oh man, this thing's awesome. Yeah. Why is it awesome? I don't know. I got it this way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and like, that's the kind of the way we want it to be done is yeah. like, they just throw their so scope on there, throw their can on there and just go at it. Yeah. Um, now, you know, we get customers that will be like, well, you know, I was shooting unsuppressed and now I'm shooting suppressed. What do I need to do? Oh, we'll just do this, this, and this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and walk them through that. You know, most people can figure out how to, know adjust a gas block or you know like oh you need to do this and you know they can figure that out um but yeah it's you know call smith and wesson and see if they'll do that for you right you know like you're going to get somebody that's probably not even work for the company you're going to get somebody (laughs) at a telemarketing center or something like that and they're like uh don't clue no no clue you know maybe they're in (laughs) india i don't know well i think anybody who's been in the gun who's who's dealt with the gun industry long enough has had that experience of like there's a gun that's obviously screwed up you send it to customer service they're like it's fine yeah yeah like no no i this is definitely messed up no no it's fine like that that whole back and forth i mean it's or my favorite is when they call us we blame it on the ammo manufacturer then they call the ammo manufacturer who says you need to talk to the rifle manufacturer yeah and it's this roundabout like i I just want my shit to work bud like who who do i need to talk to to make this thing work and ultimately you'll get another lot of ammo and then it runs or you're going to go out on a different day and it runs so it's so hard to play this i mean we get so many customers that don't believe what we're building uh, I can't call them customers yet. So many people reaching out, feeling us out. Like, is can you actually have a sub half MOA AR? Right. Because everybody, if you get on the internet, they're going to say we're full of crap. So yeah. you know, we we've had to vet that, we've had to verify that, we've had to put that out publicly. Like, this isn't just you have to be a top level PRS shooter to get this kind of performance out of it. The rifle is built to this standard. Just don't yank the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> just don't miss and and don't call me back in six months and say i got i went with a completely different load everything has changed and now i don't understand why this thing's running like shit well you changed things we built within a standard a specification that you've set you gave us guidelines and that's how i like to work that's how we like to work tell us what you really want yeah and then if you're saying that this is going to be a dedicated coyote rig that you also might want to go do something different with you want to shoot steel at a thousand yards okay well then we understand that there's a big difference in what you just said and that's going to be a long-winded conversation to get to the bottom of what do you truly want because if you want a one and done it might not be what you're calling about. So we get a lot of conversations where people are calling. The best one is people calling for six creeds because they want to get into PRS shooting. And it's like, that that's a great contender within that space. But have you seen anything else we've been doing? They don't know who yeah. we are. They're just looking for a gas gun that'll run a six creed. And that's how they got brought to us. Uh, I mean, it's it, six GT. Yeah. And a lot of times that's kind of how it goes is I can take them so far until it gets to the point of data dumping. Like, well, 
what are what are your what muzzle velocity are you getting out of what you're running right now and then i have to tag eric and i'm not the reloader i'm not the guy who can just sit there and think at that barrel length you should be getting that with that bullet and that powder that's experience so yeah. i'll put you on the phone with somebody who has that experience instead of just hitting you with the uh call the ammo manufacturer call this call that no run around bullshit like i need your money we're a small business i'm going to give you co- answers and if i don't know the answers then i'm going to go above my head and we're going to take this to get good information so uh, to go back to the question earlier what's the difference we want you to run this thing. We want yeah. you to go out. We want you to show it to your buddies. We want you to go win competitions, tournaments, all of this. Kill and stuff, get it dirty, beat it up. I mean, go be a man, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Wear our shirt when you're doing it. Yeah. Have you played with the 6GT? I haven't had time yet. That's a fun little cartridge, man. We have uh, we have three actions just sitting there with a bunch of brass and ammo. But yeah, ton of brass, ammo, rifle, ready to go. Just busy. Just had time. So summertime. So, summertime is when we do, uh, or when I do a lot more playing with new shit, a lot more development and all that stuff. Yeah. The 6GT, like. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the. I, I really like that cartridge. It's it's real easy to get it to hammer. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, it's super, super easy to get it to shoot well. Um, low recoil, good speeds. Out if of it, it was me. In a AR-10 platform, I definitely wanted six GT over six creeds. Oh yeah, I 100%. have some six creeds. I just don't like AR-10s in general. I'm just gonna because they're heavy. right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, once we get into the calibers that typically come in a, a AR-10 platform, I'm just like, I'd much rather have that than a bolt gun. Nah. Once we're talking about the the new Sig yeah. Spear two seven seven Sig Fury. <laughs> you know they're they're you, uh, you know the gas guns rule the night, right? Depends. He's in bed at like seven. <laughs> <laughs> Getting past his bedtime is what you're saying? Yeah. No. That's, yeah. It, no. I'm not hey, I joking. was up till like at least midnight last night. Yeah, we were up. No, late. it was. That was actually one or two before I got in bed. Yeah. No, he's literally in bed at like seven every night. Trying to be. Except for if I go night hunting, he, he gets up really early though. So yes. Yeah. Kind of offset. And unless I'm, which I got, I got to re-gear my sleep schedule to get ready for a night hunt. Yep. I just don't. I don't not hunt as much as I used to. So I just kind of got into a schedule, you know, where I go to bed super early and get up super early. This is a lot of progress, though, because six years ago, seven years ago, he didn't shoot suppressed. He didn't like ARs at all. It's not true. We've already been over this. So he's an AR guy now, and he shoots suppressed. I liked ARs. Go suppressed. Hate ARs. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, Circle back around to it out of necessity. I still don't like him as much bow gun. A nice bow right gun is really hard to beat. I mean, I just I have a profound love in my heart for a bow gun, but I've come back around to it to where I'm actually hunting with him a lot more and all that stuff. See, I prefer the ARs. I just want to keep pulling triggers, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, like, like, I like all guns. I'm being yeah. completely honest with you. It can be the sh- if you leave me alone. With the shittiest gun we, on We almost, uh, you should tell them about last night while we were waiting. Should we tell that? Probably. Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. So he got, he it, got this thing. It involved this guy with a dead air mask on. We were, <laughs> what, that, what is that? It's a life card. Like, it's a little 22, like, uh, oh, <laughs> that's just cool. going to unload this bad boy. So we had a dead air mask on that. 
we were definitely not within city limits uh, trying to call in a fox. And we got had it about I don't know, 20 yards, 15 yards. It's definitely 20 yards at one point. And I'm sitting there thinking, I know I haven't shot this. I'm pretty confident in my abilities. <laughs> we were trying to smoke a fox. It, did oh, it work out? It did not. No. I, I just, so close, though. It was so I was close. Wanting it, I was wanting at least five yards. I mean, literally, look at this thing. It's No sights on it. Yeah. And I hadn't even shot it yet. Suppressor so is like, bigger than the damn. Yes. The, the mass is like all the way out to here. Which uh, I mean, I mean you probably could have killed it if you turned it sideways. Yeah. Absolutely. Go for the kill shot. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. Oh, it's freaking awesome. I love this thing. I've never even seen that. So stupid. Exactly. <laughs> See, yeah, he'll, he'll try to kill anything with anything. That's Absolutely. You. It doesn't matter. I love all firearms. They're fun. Uh, you really yeah. have that in your pocket? Such a this weirdo. This is my carry now. <laughs> I told you that. This uh, is my jam, man. I didn't expect you to pull the damn thing out when I brought it up, but I haven't killed them. Hey, with stay strapped. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that doesn't sound good for us sitting across the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's y'all's website one more time? www.sergeofarms.com. It'll be it'll be pop bing. No. <laughs> man, look at him go. He, he's awesome. We're on top of it. Yeah. Well, so, somebody is. Uh we definitely need to have y'all back out again at some point to deep dive some more calibers and okay. all that kind of stuff. This is just more of like a introduction, but we'll we probably be back out in April for sure. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Or set up a, a hunt, set up a reason for us to bring out some stuff and just oh, kind of play well, the game. Yeah, you want to go hunting? Like I'm in. Well, oh, well you didn't say that. I'll, I mean, <laughs> I thought it was given. Yeah, I've never hunted from a high rack. Oh, gosh, damn. We're going to have to change that. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll do something in April. Hopefully, by then, we'll have the other sets so we could do more of, like, we're going to be doing, like, actual YouTube video content for yeah. firearms. You man. sure you want us on YouTube? Absolutely. Okay. You just can't touch no guns. We apparently can't put suppressors on. <laughs> no. Let's no screwing of suppressors. Yeah. that's the that's, Everybody's getting their channels out. I don't know if you guys have seen that. No. no. Just, it's literally over screwing on suppressors because it's the installation of a, un, like, something accessory. Yeah gay yeah but let's yeah. go eat some steak yeah appreciate you guys coming thanks All for right. having us on man it was yeah. a fun time yeah. absolutely see you guys next time All right. thank you later man